Hi there, this is episode 133, and it is part two of the holiday Q&A session. You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi, Danae here. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 133. Last week, I aired part one of a holiday Q&A session. Rather than just flying solo with the Q&As this month, I decided to bring on Zoe from Raising Simple and Rochelle from Abundant Life with Less to answer some of these holiday questions with me. It was a lot of fun chatting with them, and I think it also brings a lot more perspective to the holiday season. There are so many ways to celebrate, so many ways to spend time with our families. No one way is better or right, but we're going to share how we do it with our own families. In part two, we're going to be talking more about creating traditions and decorating simply, how to deal with envy among kids and simple holiday meals. But before we get into all that, I want to bring you a message from today's sponsor. The sponsor for today's episode is True Botanicals. Most skincare products on the shelf have some kind of trade-off. They're either loaded up with harmful chemicals and they work well, or they have clean ingredients, but they don't do a whole lot for your skin. True Botanicals believes that you shouldn't have to choose between skincare that's safe and skincare that's effective. You can have both. So with the help of leading researchers from top universities, True Botanicals bottles the highest quality natural ingredients, creating luxurious formulas that are as potent as they are pure. Finally, you can get results without all the toxins. Go to True Botanicals now to get free samples and $20 off orders of $40 or more with your first purchase. Use the code SIMPLE at checkout. Again, go to truebotanicals.com. You'll get some free samples and $20 off your first order of $40 or more. Use the code SIMPLE at checkout. Back to today's episode. I hope you enjoy this chat with Rochelle and Zoe as we sort through some of the pieces of this holiday puzzle. The holidays can be so daunting and overwhelming, and they don't have to be. I think you'll get some good ideas from our conversation, and hopefully you'll get a little bit of permission to let go and to do less this holiday season in favor of spending more intimate, connected time with your family. If you're interested in learning more about Rochelle and Zoe or any of the things that we talk about in this episode, go to simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 133. That's where you're going to find the links to everything that we're talking about. If the content and programming on Simple Families resonates with you, I invite you to join the email list. That's the best way to stay in touch with what's going on on the podcast, on the blog, in the community. And you can do that by going to simplefamilies.com and leaving your email address in the top. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Rochelle. Thanks for coming back for part two of this holiday Q&A. Hi, Danae. Thanks for having us again. Yeah, thank you. I'm so glad to have you both back. Yeah, we're excited to be here. So I'll go about getting us started with this first question. The question is, how do you go about starting simple, intentional traditions? And what type of traditions do you have with your families? So I sort of have mixed feelings about holiday traditions because I have this like dream tradition that I've been wanting to start. So I really want to take a Christmas morning hike since we don't spend a lot of time opening gifts. So I have like this idea that we're going to open like one or two gifts from each, from each other. And then we're going to go out as a family and go for a hike. And this has been like a couple of years now that I've had this tradition in the works. And then I just, we never feel like going for a hike. Like we just want to sit around on the sofa and like watch Christmas movies and drink hot chocolate. So I'm like, you know, 
this whole process of planning and choosing and being like, and thinking, overthinking traditions, I think can backfire on us because as beautiful as they sound and as thoughtful as they can be, if you don't actually feel like doing them, then how effective are they at really bringing the family together, especially if people dread it. Um, so I don't know. I kind of just like to go with the moment of like whatever the family wants to do on those days and however we feel like spending our time. Yeah. I've definitely over the years loosened my grip on traditions. I kind of thought that traditions were like meant to be done every year, the same way with the same people. And then the weather didn't cooperate or someone couldn't come or someone got sick and it just kind of felt like it all fell apart. And just realizing like the tradition is just intimacy with my family and closeness. So however that gets, um, you know, executed that, that year, it's okay. If something doesn't happen the way that it always was early in my marriage, uh, the first year, actually my parents, I grew up going and getting our chopping down a Christmas tree every year. We went as a family, chopped down a Christmas tree. So I thought that's what you do. And this was going to be our tradition. And my husband's like, no way but somehow I convinced him to go. And so we're out there hiking in the snow, getting this tree. And I hand him the saw, like, well, you have to cut it down now. He's like, I am not cutting this tree down. You want this tree? You cut it down. It turned into this really big fight. I'm walking away. Somehow I threw the saw towards him. Don't worry. It didn't hit him. But just realizing like we can make our own traditions and what works for us is going to be different than the way it's always been. So flexibility, I think is really important when it comes to traditions. Right. I actually, I had the same tradition growing up in Ohio. We always cut down our own tree in the snow. And after living in Texas, we clearly never did that. We went to Lowe's to get our tree. Um, But (laughs) when we moved to New England, I'm like, we are definitely going out in the snow and cutting down a tree. But it had to be in the snow. And last year it was like December 19th and it hadn't snowed yet. And my husband is like, are we going to go? And I'm like, nope, nope, we're going to (laughs) wait. And we actually, we waited and it did snow on a Saturday in December. We got a tree and magically it all came together, but I was so rigid about it. And I know that I need to let go of that. Like it, that there doesn't have to be snow. Like there does, it doesn't have to be perfectly planned in order to be special. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm pretty similar to both of you, um, Rochelle, just the closeness and the intimacy with, you know, my family is how we play it out. But I will say that that typically does not involve traditions surrounded around things. Um, While I certainly don't want to bash the elf on the shelf, if that's what you do and that's what works for you, that just the thought of having to remember to move him um, or leave gifts is so stressful. And so I would be really cranky. And I'm pretty sure all my kids want is a happy, joyful mom who wants to be present with them. Yeah. Good point. Absolutely. We do have one tradition, I guess, that comes to mind when I'm thinking about something we pretty much do consistently every year. And that's something that my parents did growing up was that every year we got each kid got a Christmas ornament of something that they were interested in or something that happened over the year. Um, So we do a family ornament every year. Usually it's a souvenir. So like if we've traveled somewhere during that year, we'll buy an ornament or some little small piece we can turn into an ornament. And we add an ornament every year, not each person, but one resembling something that the family did. You know, we moved to New York, we traveled to Mexico, whatever it is. And I, that's been really fun because whenever we decorate the tree, it gives us a chance to hang up those ornaments and sort of talk and reflect a little bit on those experiences 
throughout the throughout the years with my kids as they get older they're going to forget a lot of those experiences so i feel like it just kind of gives us a reason to go back and revisit some of those things so that is something we stick with every year but it's something that i enjoy doing and it makes it really easy because whenever we're traveling and debating whether we need to buy a souvenir like that's just our go-to souvenir that we buy mm-hmm. yep one of our traditions, I would say really the only thing we consistently do is Christmas Eve, my family comes over and it's the most laid back Christmas Eve. We decorate cookies. Um, my brother brings his guitar. My son insists every year that my brother brings his guitar. We listen or we play um, some Christmas music and it's just like appetizers for dinner. We started out making a dinner, but realized that was just too much. And so now it's just a bunch of snacks. And really it's just super laid back. So that would be one of my most favorite things I would call a tradition. Great. So what about decorating? How much do you do and how do you find a balance without being a Scrooge? I started out with, I think, four large bins of Christmas um, and holiday decor about eight years ago. And I've simplified it down to one. And I stick with that one bin. So I have just the few most favorite things in there. I've done the same. I have one bin too. I used to have, I used to have more and I felt like it was growing slowly. Um, so I have this one kind of large, it's pretty large. It's a red bin and it's the only red bin that we have. So I know that when it goes into our storage closet, that that's the Christmas bin and I'll go through there. And a lot of times stuff gets broken or there's stuff that just isn't sentimental or I don't feel like holding on to. And I'll sort of comb through and take things out each year, um, and really prioritize the things that I love and want to keep and the things that are special to the rest of my family. So yeah, we try to keep it to one bin and maybe like we have like one lawn or ornament. My husband usually, my husband's more of a decorator for the holidays than I am. And again, I think this is also one of those things that different seasons of life, we're going to want different things. And just because I don't do a lot of decorating this year, doesn't mean that I'm never going to want to decorate. I think as I have more bandwidth and mental and physical energy for that sort of thing, as my kids get older, I probably will do more. Yeah. And then a part of my simple living involves uh, zero waste. So um, I still, my family still produces a fair amount of waste, but I do keep that in mind when I buy decorations that it's probably going to end up in the trash someday. So I really want to make sure that I use it and love it for the long haul. Um, one way that we decorate without producing um, stuff that's going to go to the landfill is using fresh, uh, fresh greens. So you can just go out into your yard Um, and, you know, pick some evergreens and put those in a vase and use fresh decor to decorate for the holidays. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I have um, a few friends that would consider me to be kind of a Grinch when it comes to decorations because we have very few because I kind of feel like I have a giant fake tree in my house that feels like a decoration in and of itself. So, yeah. So other than that, I just have a few things that I maybe might put out on the mantle. My kids have made every year um, from art class, little clay figurines adding up to the nativity that I have to keep. So those end up on my mantle every year as our decorations. Um, And then we pack it all away at the end of the season. But I don't, I don't decorate other holidays very much. I think uh, Christmas would be the the only thing I really decorate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do you help children from wanting every toy they see on TV or that a friend has? 
we really limit their access to commercials and magazines like the target magazines and the toys r us well not toys r us anymore but you know all those catalogs that come we just get rid of them right away um, so you took kids, the words right out of my mouth. I do the exact same thing. <laughs> I used to. I used to give my kids each a catalog and be like, circle what you want. And they had no idea any of this stuff existed. And now I just showed it to them. So um, when I ask them now, like what they want, even this morning um, preparing for this, I was asking them uh, what they wanted for Christmas. And they, they really struggle to come up with stuff. And it ends up being like Pringles and origami paper <laughs> and just random things that, yeah, they don't really know what's out there so much. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. We, we cut the cable. Years ago. Um, so no commercials. In fact, they were over at, at, we were at a friend's house and they were like, wow, all these commercials, when are we going to get to watch the movie? Um, so they don't really see the commercials. I've simplified the mail. So they don't, you know, view the catalogs. And uh, my two older kids, they do see other friends and all their toys. And we've had conversations about that. And I let them know ahead of time and remind them. And they know now, my nine-year-old knows now, and he remembers each year that there's always going to be kids who have more than they do or something that looks cool or something that they want. That's just life. And if we all consumed everything that we wanted, we would actually end up, you know, unhappy or um, just at home taking care of all of our stuff. So there's just that balance. And, you know, it does, it is hard sometimes, but um, so far they seem, they seem pretty happy and content with what they have. Right. And, you know, I think part of it for me is really holding true to my values and our family values are that we don't need a lot of stuff to be happy. We don't want a lot of stuff in our house and we want to be careful about the way that we spend our money and the way that we spend our time. And recently this actually, the commercial thing makes me think, um, my kids love Paw Patrol and we have Sling, which is like an alternative to cable. And they used to watch an episode in the afternoon of Paw Patrol on Sling and it had no commercials. And they've been doing this for a few months. They love Paw Patrol. They watch it most days of the week. Um, and then all of a sudden, Sling went from 24 minutes of straight Paw Patrol to 30 minutes, 24 minutes of Paw Patrol and six minutes of commercials throughout. And it that was hard for me because it's something they had been doing consistently for several months. They had been watching it and they really enjoyed it. But, you know, I, I told them, I'm like, we can't watch Paw Patrol anymore. Like we're just not doing it anymore. And they put up a little bit of a fight, but it actually went over a lot easier than I thought. It was just sort of, they were like, now my son pretty much every day will be like, no Paw Patrol, right? And I'm like, nope, no Paw Patrol. Um, so it's okay to be a little bit sad over it, but it's also okay to set those boundaries and realize I know that I don't want my kids watching commercials. And I, for all the reasons that you all mentioned, you know, like really keeping focused on not exposing them to all that stuff because like really do they need to see that all these things exist because they're they're not being deprived they're not going to get those things so it's sort of just like teasing them by seeing all of the variety of things that are available and i know i used to love as a kid getting the toys r us catalog and circling all the things um, but i don't want my kids to get in that's not a tradition that i'm starting with my kids i'm choosing not to um, so and that's just my personal choice you know i think that there's nothing wrong with it it's just the way that we're moving in the direction that we're moving as a family so okay thoughts on homemade gifts <laughs> I love that you laugh. I'll take that as a, you don't do it, Rochelle. No, 
we <laughs> what's that sorry are, are we talking about making homemade gifts or receiving homemade gifts probably making i would guess okay let's go with the making um a few years ago my sisters and i decided that we were going to you could only give each other a gift we used to draw names but we thought it would be fun to do homemade gifts for each other and it we don't do it anymore there's only one sister who is allowed to give homemade gifts she's an art teacher and everything she makes is just beautiful but one year it's just a funny story my sister made these um our initials like mine was the c for my last name and she put beads all over it and she used rubber cement instead of a hot glue so within like opening it in just a few minutes like beads are falling off and then like each of us had them up in our homes like on a shelf or something and you'd randomly over the next few weeks hear like clink 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 <laughs> throughout the day of beads just falling off so it really it it gave us a lot a lot to laugh at we text each other like oh there there goes some more beads so we've given up on this it was fun though for a little while but i realized like i made bath bombs one year and i think i i could have bought them all a bath bomb from lush for the cost of buying all of the materials and the the mess that it caused and the time it took it's just it wasn't worth it for me but i love i mean if if you're going to do it i'd say stay in your lane give something that you are good at my mother-in-law gave me homemade soup for, for my freezer one year and it was awesome i loved it oh um, that's an awesome idea yeah like um, a freezer meal like that might be something that yeah. i think i could do in the future but as for now we'll stay away from like beaded things and <laughs> yeah yeah, no beads or glitter allowed in my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, we do like to give uh, consumable, edible. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, pumpkin chocolate chip muffins. One year we made vanilla. So oh, that's a good idea. That required like sixty days ahead of time. So wow. if you all are listening, and <laughs> you need to get, you need to. Get, it's simple, but it needs time. So you get the, is it bourbon? I can't remember what the ingredient is, but with the vanilla bean, and then you let it set in the bottle and that's it. And you just tie a ribbon on it. And, you know, usually everybody can use that and it's something homemade that they're not used to. So we do enjoy doing that because then my kids and I, that might be one of the um, traditions that we have is, you know, maybe we'll just make, and we make a bunch of them. So and you know, you always make something that you can eat too. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little bit self-serving. Yeah. yeah. I think with homemade gifts, just really reining in those expectations and not over committing because I think a lot of times with homemade gifts, it sounds really fun in the process, but then in execution, you kind of hate it and it kind of feels like more than you really, you bit off more than you can chew. So don't bite off more than you can chew aim low, set the bar low. If you enjoy it, definitely do it. If you don't enjoy it, definitely don't do it. Like I think you need to follow what feels right for you. Mm -hmm. And just streamlining, streamlining too. Even if you're not going to be giving gifts that you're making, if you're doing teacher gifts or family gifts or, you know, just streamlining things and doing one thing, if at all possible for multiple people makes things. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So last question, minimal holiday meals. What do you do and how do you simplify the, the meals during the holidays? We've reduced our choices. Um, and oftentimes like for Thanksgiving, sometimes we've even ordered out. So 
Um, Danae, we were, we're a retired Air Force family, so we've moved often and we're not always around families. So traditions and things that we do might change. So we're just flexible. And if we do cook at home, I don't cook 30 different things. You know, maybe we're going to have one vegetable and, you know, a salad that pretty much everybody likes. It's, we don't have to have, you know, what is, what does everybody else have? See, I don't even know. And, <laughs> yeah. And, um, Brussels sprouts and asparagus and cranberry salad. I don't know. Yeah. Letting go of the attachment mm -hmm. to specific things. We yeah. actually just last year, well, maybe, maybe it's sort of a new tradition. I don't know, but, um, we had lived in Texas for five years and in Texas, there's a lot of Mexican influence and the Mexicans tend to eat tamales for Christmas Eve dinner. And we love tamales. So we are like, we're bringing this tradition to New York and we're having tamales for Christmas Eve, partially because we love them, partially because all you have to do is stick them in a pot and heat them up. Um, but we, so we had a lot of fun last year. We did a sort of a tradition traditional Mexican Christmas Eve dinner. And we have some friends that live in Mexico city and they send us some of their favorite recipes of things that they use at the holidays. Um, and that was really fun. And this year we have a Polish au pair and I told her that we'll have a Polish Christmas feast. So she's going to help us come up with some things that she's used to eating around the holidays so we can experience that. Um, but kind of just letting, letting it be whatever we want it to be each year and being flexible with that. Now I'm Lebanese, so minimal meals is like not an option really for our family. We go all out, but some ways I've simplified it when I post it is like delegating and assigning food rather than like, oh, go ahead and bring something. I specifically ask them to bring a dish. And so at the end of the day, I'm only making like a couple things when I host a big meal. And then moving towards brunches, like um, brunch is so easy and everybody loves it for the most part. So anytime I can get our family to do brunch on Christmas morning, as opposed to a big, you know, prime rib dinner or something, I feel like that simplifies it. And then, like I said earlier about Christmas Eve, making it an appetizer day, not just um, not having to make a whole meal and clean up a whole meal. Like everybody just brings like, I think one year, like three people brought a cheese board and it was just like Christmas Eve cheese fest, but um, just lots of, lots of flexibility and um, yeah, not taking it too seriously. I've been to a lot of parties that have had Trader Joe's frozen hors d'oeuvres and it's awesome. Like you buy like a few boxes of frozen hors d'oeuvres, you pop them in the oven and you have like a little mini meal and it's super easy and tasty. Yeah. Um, and you get to spend more time with the people and not so much time fussing over the food. Now I say fussing over the food because some people really enjoy the cooking process. And for me, that's not what I, what I enjoy right now in the season of my life. So I prefer the spending time with the people part right now. Um, so for me, I'm not enjoying the cooking as much. So I do try to streamline and cut back as much as I can. Thank you both so much for your time and for coming back and answering the rest of these questions with me. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. I had a great time. Thanks for having me. Yes, it was a great time. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about the things that we talked about in today's episode, you can go to simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 133. If you want to learn more about Zoe and Rochelle, you can find their contact information there too. When you have a minute, leave a rating or review in iTunes. That helps this show to reach more people and your support is greatly appreciated. Thanks for tuning in and have a good one.